What's up, everyone? Welcome to another wonderful week of TV channeling, the podcast for you and all your friends. Be sure to share it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, for that matter, your frenemies too. Let let them let them hear a good podcast. Oh, Maybe yeah, you put don't them have in a to like mood. them. You, you, they could even be your enemies. They don't even have to be friendly. You don't have to like them to share this. No, has, you do not. It has nothing to do with them and everything to do with us. And us, by the way, I'm Tachi, and I'm joined by my fantastic co-host. I am Kevin, and together we are TV channeling. <laughs> <laughs> the crowd goes wild. <laughs> Who came up with that? The whole... <sighs> yes! Well, I, I guess the first person to notice the, that actually experienced the roar of the crowd, and they're all like, you know, it sounds a lot like somebody going, ah. <laughs> <laughs> That was a person with nothing to do and no job, clearly. <laughs> clearly no job. <laughs> In any case, so welcome to another week of TV channeling. We're super excited to be here. We are doing it old school once again, and we think this is going to be our new format for at least a while. <laughs> oh, Absolutely. Yeah, till we decide we're tired of it. So <laughs> it's a we new, like to keep it fresh. Yeah, we like to keep it fresh. It's a newfangled old style because we're going to start with news. Sorry. No, we're, no, we're, we're going to start our with our review and then we'll go into a news. So, Kevin, why don't you tell the people what we're going to review today? All right. So this week we are reviewing a brand new show that's on Bravo. It's called Dirty John and it stars... Uh, Connie Britton. So let me tell you a little bit about the show before we talk about it in depth. All right. Deborah, seemingly uh, perfect life, is disrupted as she falls for a handsome doctor who sweeps her into a whirlwind romance. But her handsome new beau pulls Deborah into a sinister game of psychological manipulation. So, Jaji, what did you think of Bravo's Dirty John? And also, let me add that it airs on Sunday nights on Bravo. Check your local listings. Yes. So, thus far, uh, thus far, I've been watching it. Well, first of all, let's talk about the fact that this is actually a limited series. It's uh, how limited, I don't know. I believe how... it's eight episodes. Eight episodes, okay. And I'll also, I also want to point out that we watched just one episode. We watched the, the pilot. So, um, uh, we are giving you our first impression of the show. Yes. Okay. I okay. This this is really hard for me because you know, Kevin, more than I hate teenage angst in television <laughs> shows. Oh, here we go. I can't stand stupidity in characters. I hate stupid characters. Characters that do things just for like it's like, come on, you knew that was going to happen. <sighs> okay. Are are you are you basically implying that there were more red flags about this guy that she's dating than there are in front of the United Nations? Is that what you're trying to call? <laughs> yeah, and if you've ever been in front of the United Nations, you know that is a, <laughs> a cornucopia of, of flags. A so <laughs> there were more, yeah, more red flags than in front of the United Nations. That is a perfect way of putting it up. I am like, okay, can, can I just need to talk about one one specific incident that even if you were too stupid to see the other signs, <laughs> this should have cinched it for you. And I guess maybe because I actually. Uh, let me let me talk about it. So when he she uh, she's like, oh, well, go pick up your tux because, you know, we have that benefit tonight. 
Okay. So he's late and he's late and he's late. She's looking at her watch, drinking champagne, chair dancing because she dare she get up and dance by herself. Um, so he then finally walks in in his scrubs. Now, let's explain that he has presented himself as a doctor. This is a blind date and she's gone out on several blind dates and she's been married four times okay? yes and also uh, the, that she meets him it isn't a blind date in the in the classic sense where no. friends this is a, some guy that she's met on the internet on some kind of dating app or site correct correct that's that's more correct she she met on a dating app i don't know if it was tinder shinder i don't yeah know. they don't they don't say because again if, if it was tinder they do not want this story because this is based on a true story yes. and i didn't i didn't cheat to look and see what happened in the real story because they there is a disclaimer at the end of the show let me tell you what the disclaimer says uh the disclaimer says um while this program is based on real events some scenes and characters have been dramatized or fictionalized so i didn't want to cheat and honest 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 the only thing i really wanted to cheat on which which i didn't is to see what the real guy looks like because the 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 man is being played by um uh eric banna mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that can explain why partially why she's like not using her brain <laughs> is because he, uh this guy looks like eric banna so i don't know if the other the real life guy uh who's doing this uh is um equally like disarming appearance wise that just like your brain just shuts off because someone's so attractive that's happened to some people i'm not gonna say names of people who that's happened to i'm not gonna say that that's his name kevin no it is not (laughs) i said i'm not gonna say now that person's name might rhyme with evan or Devin, oh, oh. Uh, or heaven, but oh. I'm not gonna say who that is. Where okay. sometimes, but you know what? I'm gonna give we'll you guys keep a little, us guessing. I'm gonna give you guys a relationship tip. <laughs> this, even though you're not asking, like, we're, did we tune into TV channel for relationship advice? Yes, oh, you do. You know what? Today Let's you stop because I'm going to. We've been talking for about five minutes now. I'm gonna have to put time on the clock. Oh damn it! You oh that so, clock. Yeah, you tried to make me forget. I am going to give us 20 minutes since we've been talking. No. We have 20 minutes to talk about this. Well, let me give you this quick tip. If you ever meet somebody and you are blinded by their beauty, the way to basically uh, correct that is to have a phone conversation. Because sometimes when you're looking at somebody and they say something like, that is so profound. But when you hear it, I'm like, this person is as dumb as a box of rocks. So <laughs> no, but here's the thing. He's he's learned how to run game very well and he picked a perfect target. So going back to uh, the, the the sign, these signs and like if you if you didn't okay, when they went out on the first that's giving a little background. When they went out on that first date and they go back to the apartment and he takes the liberty of she goes to like hey, freshen, freshen up, up. Or, freshen up nonsense or whatever she does. He you know, comes into the bedroom and has the real bold audacity and nerve and gall to lay plop his behind on the bed. Well, his shoes on. His shoes with are shoes on. on. With street shoes on. That right there should have been like, get out. Don't you ever sit up where I lay my head with your street shoes on. Okay, 
fine. So she's like, I think you need to leave. You know, she went, uh, well, I, th you know, that wasn't a sign for you to come in here. Let's go back out into the living room. And then he had the nerve to be like, oh, then she was like, oh, uh, uh, get out. You should have stepped, uh, stayed with your first inclination. So then he calls her and, oh, you deserve better than this. And that kind oh, of thing. Oh, but wait, wait, wait. But one thing you're not mentioning that, that was, to me, perfect with the mind game part of it is, she asked him not she doesn't ask him to leave she just no. she was she says you know what i just wanted to keep this in the living room because because she basically right. didn't cool off because they were making out and it was getting pretty intense so she pulls away to try to calm herself down because she feels like she's a person that's gotten caught up before so she just goes she pulls herself together for a minute and then she's going to go back and they're going to have some time in the living room and talk or whatever um but i i actually think that he would have if he would have gone into the living room they would have ended up back in the bedroom because one thing i gotta point out is on the first date um when they're when they're talking and getting to know each other he tells her that he worked for doctors without borders so um it to me it's no surprise that he ended up getting back invited back to her house after said date because i think it's almost impossible not to get laid if when you tell people that you work for doctors <laughs> without borders in fact i'm just i'm giving a heads up right now i'm gonna start telling people like you know i work for doctors without borders now honestly what i'll be doing for doctors without borders is episode recaps of medical shows but if people assume oh that i'm a doctor and want to check out my bedside manner that's on them but here's the thing i don't know why she he lied he said that he was a doctor remember that, when yeah no he says he actually says he was a doctor right. i think that what what happens is the mistake is what i'm but what i actually what i said my my scam is going to be he said he worked for doctors without borders that actually may be true correct but he's not a doctor so we make right. the assumption when you say you work for doctors without board you could have been in charge of catering for them <laughs> you could have been in charge of craft services <laughs> you know what that, that that's true but here's the thing he didn't say it to her but he did say it to the daughter because remember yeah the daughter oh you're said, right you're right the daughter said so you're the doctor the, huh yes and he, and he, she, did he say, said he yes, doesn't I correct am. her he doesn't correct her yeah he's a nurse and so he's he a nurse which is which is great. Let me tell you, nurses often have more uh, ingenuity and, and oh, sense it's not than the doctors. Issue, yeah, the issue isn't that he's a nurse. It's the issue is that he presented himself as a as doctor, a doctor, right? And which, then it revealed that he's a nurse. So okay, there you're already uh, you you're already trying to run game. That's one. But and there were other things that happened. But when you he came to the to the to the benefit in his scrubs because this man doesn't have any money to buy a tux we know but you know this. okay wait wait, wait a minute let's what that, that that part i didn't understand and if this happened in real life that you you can't argue with real life but even if you can't afford to buy a tux i don't know if anybody you know has ever been to a prom before but there are places apparently where you can pay to wear a tux for just one night and then return it isn't that called renting uh, wow it is Imagine crazy, that. Tachi. The, the, yeah, people allow you just to wear a tuxedo for one night. So the idea, you no, know, it was a huge red flag that he shows up in his scrubs, but I actually don't think it was because he couldn't get a hold of a tux. No, I no, think, no, no, no. Go ahead. What do you think? I think it was to beguile her friends and everything. Because he, he, when, you, when you show up in a tuxedo, people have to ask you what you do. But when you show up at a black tie event in scrubs, all eyes are on you. And and uh, so Connie Britt is looking all glamorous, and he's there 
wearing his scrubs and again with that Eric Bana face, then everybody's all like, Who is that handsome doctor that uh Connie Britton's with? Exactly. That's what right. I think that was about. Not exactly so that he- right. But, you know, I'm not even worried about that. My thing is that she wouldn't be able to see through the excuse when he got there and was like, oh, uh, such and such happened. And then I uh, my phone, I, the charger, I couldn't find it. I'm like, oh, this is a barrel full of excuses. And oh, and also one of them what, I, what I loved about the he couldn't find his phone charger, like, like and they don't have phones at the hospital. Yeah, no, exactly. Then that would have been another excuse. But I mean, it just was so. This is how you know that um, Eric Bana pay, played that perfectly because he lied like a person who can't lie lies. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I was like, oh, please come on. Because I had, there was one day uh, where this guy like wanted to take me out or whatever. And then, so it's getting late. And he's like, oh, I forgot all my money. I was like, oh, mm, liar. So I could, I could <laughs> liar, lies, lies, lies. So, I mean, as soon as that started, I was like, yep, see, it's a lie. Cut him off. But she just kept, oh, well, okay. Oh, you can't afford this $17 million uh, a month uh, beach house? Well, I can. Oh, 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 wait a minute. Okay, you know, or you already know this about me, and, the, and regular listeners TV channeling know that I love to house shop while watching TV. Yes. The place at the marina that he tells her, I wish I could get this for her. We don't even go into like, well, why can't you um, as a doctor without borders? But, you know, if your funds are limited, like how much can you kick in? He kicks in zero dollars and zero cents. Not a damn thing. And mind you, he's she's buying this or leasing because they're leasing all their houses. She's leasing this for a year. She pays money to lease this for a year. After five weeks, they had only been seeing each other for five, five weeks. weeks. Yeah. And she and she basically pay, which is OK. That is a I got to say a baller move on her part because the she basically low balls. The 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 lease agreement is uh, apparently more than six thousand dollars a month. She basically offers to pay like, all right, you people a check for like eighty seven thousand dollars. And uh, and so the 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 agents are like, well, wait a minute. That's you know, this place is um, for worth more than that or whatever. And she said, like, you know what, I, th- I find that people like having some cash in the bank, you know, present the offer to uh, uh, the owner uh, or I'll present it myself. And so, poof, she gets the place. That would uh, be a baller move if she wasn't doing it for a stupid reason. Oh, yeah. No, yes. No, if it weren't for the fact that she's doing it for a guy that she's known for 15 minutes. Yeah, you, 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 she presents. See, that's the thing. This is She presents herself like she's all together and got to, you know, has it together. So on the surface. They see this successful interior designer who makes these baller moves. But underneath, she is a mess who feels she has been she's a failure because she's been married four times and she's looking for some. I mean, that's why she's been married four times. She's looking for something. She's looking for this perfection and she thinks it's in this fool. So much so that she ignores these obvious signs. Oh, okay. And the most obvious thing, you never Put your kids beneath any man or woman, or let's say it the other way. You don't put any man or any woman above your kids. 
Well, also, okay, uh, there's a couple things. Now, what tells a lot about who this character that County Britain is playing, Deborah, is, is the very opening there is like a, she's doing a, a chilling uh, voiceover as we see her walking through a hospital, and we don't know who she's going to see in the hospital or what's happened, but nothing good. Well, there's blood and all kinds of stuff. So, uh, But it ends with the, the phrase, if you design the most beautiful life, nothing ugly uh, can get in. And that's the kind of way she was living her life uh, thinking that you know by, by being surrounded by all this beauty that you know that it, she has this idea of perfection that she's looking for and it keeps not happening that's why she's been divorced four times and I absolutely agree with you that putting your kids uh, putting somebody above your kid especially somebody you've known for 15 minutes thank that's you the, that's the part that galls me so one of the things I love about the show is uh, her daughter uh, one of her she has multiple kids but the one daughter we see is Veronica and Veronica is uh, uh, she basically gets this guy from jump mm-hmm. so when uh, uh, let's see one of the things is when he first walks into the apartment um, he says something about like this is a nice place and uh, and so she says like yeah uh, uh, wait let me see if I can find it because I saved it I thought it was such a great quote uh, something like um, it's made to be that way or something. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, oh, oh wait, okay, okay. Here we go. I found it. I found it. As, uh, uh, he walks in and says, uh, "You know, this is a nice. Uh, this is a. Uh, this is a really nice place." And her, uh, she responds, "Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's like that on purpose. That's exactly. Just like, <laughs> just like that on purpose." And then he picks up a vase. Which that's another thing. It irks when people just pick up things and they don't even know. They just walk into your house for first and they start picking up your stuff. Uh, and she, and she goes, uh, "You can look uh, at that just fine with your eyes. Uh, uh, you don't need to touch it. It's exactly. breakable." So she has his number from like the start. And at one moment, he's just and also okay. This is another personal pet peeve: is when people make themselves at home in your house to me really too soon. So at one point. The daughter is in her bedroom like five minutes after her mother starts dating this guy and she is she has a safe in her closet and she's getting something out of her safe and Eric Bana is standing but all of a sudden just appears behind her you're like like what's in this uh what's in the safe sport or something yes. like that or and then she's like what and so then she goes into the kitchen like she's like oh so he's staying over now and then her mother just like is kind of like doesn't really know what to say and so then she, she just like knocks off a plate off the counter and walks out <laughs> I was just like damn <laughs> now, now see here's the thing because they're already having problems mother and daughter are already in therapy and they're having problems all of her these these warning signs are being lost on her because they're having problems so if she wasn't a veronica wasn't already such a brat and they weren't having problems there may have been more of a modicum of hope for her to at least consider some of these signs but in her, in my mind she's just thinking oh that's just her being a brat again not liking whoever and she said this in therapy oh wait, that, no, okay i again i was taking notes because veronica to me has all the winning lines of this uh on this show on this they, uh, show got it. and if I'll, I'll say this right now if veronica isn't murdered by the end of this on episode eight by uh, by her uh uh father uh, by her new step uh, stepdad, then she needs to get Bravo needs to give her a spinoff because she is everything. I'm all about Veronica. In fact, Veronica, if you're listening to this, you need to call me. 
<laughs> so <laughs> we need to hang out. But one of the things she said when they're in this therapy session, the mother-daughter therapy session, uh, uh, Deborah tells the therapist her daughter uh, 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 thinks that John is a bad dresser and is after her money. Uh, and then Veronica says, uh, Mom, it's actually... Po- uh, oh, and she, and she goes, but he thought, she thought the same thing about the last guy I went out with before, before John. And so Veronica comes back with like, Mom, it's actually possible that there are more than one uh there's more than one creep on the planet at the same time oh and uh i might mention at this point that uh you've had four husbands exactly and and then they go into the whole thing (laughs) i I don't think that was very helpful that i don't understand how Connie Britton clearly has it together in her professional life, but she does not have it together in her private life. I mean, her track record clearly shows that when it comes to people with penises, she has zero judgment. And so when her kids and people in her life are saying, like, something's not right about this guy, and you have four four times you were at an altar saying, I do, and then four times at a lawyer's office going, I don't, then you need to listen to anybody in your life that says something's not right. Well, I think, okay, so this is what I think it is. It's it's the messenger that it's, that it's coming from. I, I hate, I probably think that she wouldn't listen to anybody, but I think that she's less likely to listen to Veronica because they're already having problems and the me- the way the message is wrapped up. So Veronica is so snarky and so borderline disrespectful all the time that she's probably thinking, oh, again, this is just Veronica. Okay, now to be fair, Veronica is over the border. No, she's not respectful, but at, at this point, honestly... Now, I know people have different opinions about this kind of thing, but when you've been clearly how we see how quickly her mother moves with this guy, her mother has made a lot of. In fact, Connie Britt even says when she's telling this guy about the fact that she's been married four times that her kids have seen a lot. So I think not always, but often when you have kids that are like that, who've been seeing their parents do a lot of effed up stuff then sometimes they get like it it becomes almost like a like a a peer relationship more so than a parent child where it's just like i've been through this several times with you and these dirt bags and i'm just like i'm telling you you know she her she talks to her mother like she's a girlfriend as opposed to her mother yeah which in this life would never happen any well for some but not not in my yeah house. no no your mother would yes it would be <laughs> well in fact in fact eric ban actually says something about the other daughter when she shows up whose name i can't remember that she, uh that, tara tara when tara basically discovers that he is in fact a nurse and not a doctor um and she's yelling at her mother uh because that's another thing the mother lies to the kids about the fact that he's living there first yes. she's, she's like oh he just stays over that's why all his stuff is here because he stays and so the one daughter goes to look into the, uh, the closet and finds that in fact he's a nurse not a doctor and um of and she's yelling at her mother and he's comes in there like don't talk to your mother that way and you know and, you know and where i grew up uh, you get us you get smacked if you raise your voice to your parents or whatever and connie Britton doesn't like she just kind of stands there doesn't say anything and one thing okay another relationship tip from kevin if you're dating somebody who is a newly single or always single parent I don't understand the idea of somebody else trying to parent somebody else's kids. If you come into a situation, they have a thing that's already set up. You guys handle that. I am here to be your boyfriend, husband, whatever, but I'm not here to be the parent 
to uh, somebody, especially like I've known you for 15 minutes, coming right. in and telling they, somebody how to raise their kids. And he just met that other daughter. Yeah, just and you're met already her. Telling, and talking about slapping her you? and everything. Yeah. Exactly. Well, see, that's why, that's why I said you don't ever put another person, a significant other that is not this person's uh, father or mother above your child. And not it, paying a nickel in rent trying to tell people about slapping slapping uh, your kids and stuff. Not paying a damn thing. And you know, she was just like humming and hawing and then had the nerve to say, I don't want this in my house on Thanksgiving. Well, you do have one thing, right? It is your house and yours alone because you're the only one that pays any damn rent there. Yeah, but, and so yeah, and basically chooses the man that she's doing for 15 minutes over her child. So her, it ends with Thanksgiving ends with her daughter, one of her daughters leaving and the uh, other, um, and uh, kind Connie Britton just like, well, bye. And so, yeah, and then, <laughs> bye, gr- girl, bye. That's yeah, basically. <laughs> girl, bye. I think she even called her Felicia as she was walking out the door. Exactly. <laughs> well, mom, I'm leaving. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> and and uh, uh, Eric Jenna's like, uh, girl, bye. So, it, you yeah. know, it's working out perfectly. So here's the thing. And you let this slip um, which, which is fine because it's not a secret, but you said stepfather, that's exactly the thing. They go to Vegas and what happens? Yeah. Oh, and, and what's even worse is, and I, I don't mind doing spoilers because again, this is based on a re- real event. So people it's, who've re- people who paid attention spoiled. to the news, the guy, well, the fact that this happened is a spoiler. But the, uh, the idea is that, uh, she has to go to, uh, uh, for some work event in Vegas. And so, uh, her assistant, um, has some kind of medical issue and can't come. And so, he says he'll come with her and help her drive the van or whatever to Vegas for this uh, this thing she has to do there, and and they end up getting married uh, uh, in Vegas. And so again, you've been married. This is your fifth marriage that you get married on some kind of whim after you've been you've been through this four times before after eight weeks. And then there's a shocker at the very end that it may not be an accident that her assistant uh, couldn't go to Vegas. Oh. <laughs> oh, damn it. Damn it. I know how you love that bell. <laughs> oh, I've been clock blocked again. Clock blocked again. Wow. So I guess I guess we have some questions we need to ask each other. All right, Tachi. So when it comes to uh, Bravo's Dirty John, are you? Gonna keep watching Connie Britton be raked over the coals, have the have the wool pulled over her eyes, or are you going to change the channel? <sighs> so here's the thing: I I do like Veronica. I really do like Veronica. But you know, I don't like stupidity in characters, and I don't like I don't think her character is stupid. But I hate characters that do stupid things. And so this would be every week I'd be watching her do uh stupider and stupider things <laughs> which which would bo- you know bug the hell out of me <sighs> so i'll say this i won't make a huge effort to watch it again if it happens to be on and i catch it i'll see what's up with it but i the stupidity of her character just got on my nerves Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, do you want to so, ask me? Yeah, something? yeah. I, I am going to ask you something, Mister Impatient. When it comes <laughs> <laughs> to the 
to Dirty John, will you keep watching or are you going to change the channel? Oh my God. A lot like you, I have a hard time with people making like it just it's not even he's not even a good liar. It's not even like it's it's not even like a good ruse where you're like, Oh, I could see how that could you could be tricked by it that and again, you think that that saying once bitten, twice shy, what is four times bitten? What is four times bitten? Is that eight times shy? What I don't understand. A fool with rabies. <laughs> I don't understand why she's not more hesitant. I don't understand after that many times, that many times of uh, getting married, that she wouldn't be more hesitant. Or and that's why they- she's not cool with being by herself and being me by me. At this point, after four marriages, you just would be like, you know what? I have money. I have my family. I'm good. Oh, also, no, I'm not gonna even. I, I'm fine. It's one thing to basically have a relationship, but I gotta, I gotta bring it now. You know what? I gotta say something about uh, Mr. Kanye West. It's not often mentioned here on TV channel, because honestly, I believe the man is dealing with some issues, very publicly, where some might say, mentally, n- things aren't quite right. I think that's the most generous way I can put that. But back in the day, we want prenup. The idea that someone as well off as she is is going to marry somebody that she's known for like, I think when they get married, it's been eight weeks. That's two months as she's marrying this guy, marries him on a lark in Vegas, zero prenup. That was, see, stupidity of characters. So I like I, can, I, can I watch that every week? No. Hell but will no. I check it out? Because the, my, my biggest fear is the whole thing is what's going to happen to poor Veronica? I love Veronica so much, and I need her to live through all eight episodes because I need my Veronica show spinoff on Bravo. In fact, if Veronica does, uh, if Veronica does live to the end, we need to if she uh, we need to give her Veronica a reality show because if Veronica is based, on, if the real person, the Veronica, the character is based on, is like that Veronica, again, Bravo, um, uh, Andy Cohen immediately get this girl on the phone and give her a shell because I need to follow her around and live in that life. At one point, she's wearing like a unicorn horn kind of hair pullback thing or something. What? Who is this girl? I need more of her. So I definitely will. I will definitely keep watching the Veronica spinoff or Veronica reality show. As far as Dirty John goes, I will check in at the probably in the last couple episodes to basically see if my girl Veronica is still breathing at the end. That's all I care about. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, so off of foolish characters also some more <laughs> foolish characters in the news <laughs> <laughs> so, so tachi what is going on in the world of entertainment this week oh you know quite a bit as usual so if you were a fan of daredevil on netflix sorry canceled <laughs> after three seasons <laughs> bye they said oh there, there's a lot of girl by here they said girl <laughs> tv girl channeling ch- tv channeling subtitles girl by exactly <laughs> <laughs> oh so they were that that could be that needs to be our t-shirt girl <laughs> so they said girl by to daredevil and um but there is a future in other marvel products uh, apparently so it, yeah 
canceled. Did you wait? Did you watch Daredevil? The funny thing is, you know what? I was going to start watching Daredevil because a few, uh, several months ago, you and I re- uh, reviewed, uh, what was it called? The Avengers. Mm-hmm. Not the Avengers. What is it called? What is it called? The The Defenders. The, the Defenders. Defenders. Sorry. The Defenders, yeah. where the where several of the these Marvel characters come together that have their own shows, come together and they do, they battle Sigourney <laughs> Weaver. And so, <laughs> so, um, so I really liked that. We, we gave that a positive review check out our review of defenders and um so i i characters i had because i only had watched jessica jones i hadn't watched any of this any other shows uh and so i was gonna watch daredevil and um never got around to it and now well uh, i don't know how it ended if there was any kind of resolution because so far these uh marvel things are dying a quick death over there on netflix oh netflix, yeah netflix recently canceled uh uh, uh, fist. Uh, what's it called? Iron Fist. Iron Fist, and as well as Luke Cage, which I don't understand. And so the only the only hope I have about Luke Cage is because a lot of people were very upset that there will be no, that there will be no resolution for Luke Cage. Well, Luke Cage began as a spinoff of he was his character was introduced on Jessica, uh, Jessica Jones, Jones. Mm-hmm. so he can be folded back into her storyline because she like is in her story takes place in Manhattan and his takes place in like in Harlem, so they're not that far, they can still interact and we can maybe get some resolution. Maybe they can use her show to wrap up all what was going on on Daredevil because isn't no. he in Hell's Kitchen? or something no yeah yes yes they're all they're all in new york city um it, it seemed that um the defenders was a kiss of death anybody who was on the defenders you're in trouble well, you're so on the far, chopping block <laughs> yeah so far the only one the only thing standing is jessica jones, jessica jones which was the one that was it. the first was the first one so i don't know what the plan is if they're gonna if we're gonna announce next uh, two days from now that uh, jessica jones is also being shown the door see what i don't agree with is is having a wrap-up through jessica jones because yes they're both in manhattan harlem is part of manhattan however it is a distinct part of manhattan and that's really i mean luke Cage, that's really the only world where you saw black people, okay, in in uh, in this whole Marvel universe. I'm not talking about Black Panther, but in terms of television shows and Netflix shows. So you're seeing what's going on in Harlem. You're fa- it, it, there's a different feel to it. Now you're just going to fold him into manhattan okay no now now let me let me make one thing crystal clear before i start getting uh uh you know attacks on uh social media definitely with all these things well i think with any project but especially these marvel things do a wrap-up movie i don't understand why these big producers i've uh, you know i preach on this a lot why these big producers are big properties don't have something in their contract saying okay if you cancel this show where we know that these things are like a they're like a never-ending story they're like a soap opera they keep going the the chances are daredevil ended with some kind of cliffhanger as well as uh blue cage it didn't end with any a satisfactory way we need a wrap-up movie if you cancel this to give fans some kind of you know uh you know closure to the story but i'm saying if nothing else they can at least we can the character can be revisited back on jessica jones if nothing else yeah but i think it's a disservice and now he's just a sideline character i I really, really, and a lot of people were so into Luke K. I mean, it was an event. Even though you know, all the, I like the Marvel Universe in general, but there was something about Luke K. that you like, wow, yes. And, you know, the thing is that he, he acquired, he wasn't born with these superpowers or whatever. He acquired them. So, which, you know, for some, they were born with it. 
some acquired them. So I was interested to see what he did with this acquisition. And I wanted it to, I'm like, two seasons? And that was enough? And then you had critical mass watching? Oh, please. Look, what Luke Cage's premiere broke Netflix. Broke it. Broke it. it. Broke. So, so if nothing else, if nothing else, they should, what they should do, if they, if, 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 if the, maybe if the production is too expensive or whatever, they should at least do a series of Luke Cage movies. If not, actually, if, at the very least, they should have a wrap-up movie uh, to uh, that would do incredibly well. But if not, to me, they should at least do a series of movies. They could do, they could do one or two movies every year of Luke Cage, give people like, you know, Three hour, three to four hours of Luke Cage a year. If you're not going to give them a whole season of Luke Cage, but I don't understand what the numbers were that why they would cancel it because so many people constantly were talking about Luke Cage. Well, clearly this shows Netflix is unreliable when it comes to these things. So don't be so happy about your deal with Netflix because you might get canceled uh, next I, week. I hope Shonda Rhimes has something in her. Shonda, if the ink is not, if the, you get some liquid paper and you, <laughs> you make you some corrections. You liquid to, paper. Wow. Yes. You make some corrections to that contract and you change it to say that if you cancel any of my shows midstream, I do a wrap-up movie to uh, give my give my fans of my show some kind of resolution. I hear that. I'm down for that. Yeah, and this and that goes for you, Ryan goes, Murphy. You too. <laughs> yeah, that goes for. I was gonna say it goes for you, Ryan Murphy, and also that goes for your other show, your surviving shows over there on ABC. Because if you cancel how to get, how to get away with murder, and I don't know what's gonna happen to, to Viola Davis, or if the murder got a, if they got away with that murder, I am going to lose it. And he really will. So you best keep Kevin in your good graces. <laughs> I <laughs> am going to lose it. And I am local. I will show up at ABC. Damn. Okay, people, I'm telling you, keep Kevin happy. <laughs> I will be there. Wow. Wow. Okay, you know, so um, speaking of keeping Kevin happy. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> uh, we had a very interesting... <laughs> to say the least, interaction with someone on Twitter. So apparently, Kevin, you uh, had were very vocal about your feeling on the... Um, the show? Let's see, the show, yes. Yeah, so okay, but, uh, well, I will do this part. You can read what he actually said to me, but I'll read the ori- initial thing that, that spawned all this drama. Okay. So I was, uh, there, there was, uh, just before Thanksgiving, it was announced that ABC is passing on uh, a spinoff of The Middle that was going to star, uh, the, uh, be about the character Sue Heck. And I was disappointed. Be- uh, so this is what I tweeted about that. I said, wait, so uh, you said yes to the kids are all right a show where laughter goes to die and passed on the spinoff of one of your longest running shows the middle no sad face emoji and i identified myself as being kevin because i don't want to get tachi in trouble for anything i'm tweeting and normally that hasn't ever been an issue but but now with see tachi i have been protecting you <laughs> thank you thank you thank you very out. much but they would need protection from me <laughs> so <laughs> so 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 um mention who responded who who wasn't happy with that tweet and what they said so, Tim Doyle, 
Is yes. that who it is? Yes, yeah. Tim Doyle. So Tim Doyle is actually one of the it's one of the creators or the writers of this a, show. But he's one of the, the kids are of, all right. He's, he's, he's uh, the, uh, a producer as well as the creator. The creator. And, and what I didn't know at the time when he first started uh, uh, attacking me <laughs> was that he's actually the this show is is kind of based on his childhood. And yes. so, yeah, so he's, uh, I, I believe he actually does the narration uh, even for the, the character. It's kind of like the Wonder Years where it's somebody looking back at their childhood. So you have an, adu- an adult doing voiceover about their kid life. And I believe he's the one that actually does the voiceover. And some might say that it's kind of a direct ripoff of uh, of uh, the Wonder Years. Well, I'm not who, saying who, that. Who is this some? But some might. Okay, I'm I'll not, say it. I'm personally not saying I'll it. I'll say it. This is Tachi. I'll say it. We've, <laughs> we've done the Wonder Years, sir. Okay? That was done in the 90s, sir. So, uh, you know what? Before, before I go into my tirade, let me read what he said to you. So, he said, It's okay that you're sad about the Sue Hex spinoff, but your drive-by shot at the kid, hashtag, the kids are all right, tells me either you're an expletive, effing moron, or you haven't actually watched the show, which is in all caps, Actually, where laughs go to actual uh, in caps reproduce exponentially and live a rich full. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. Let me be serious. Exponentially and live a rich full life. You dumb, ignorant, expletive. The f word. Yes. <laughs> and, and then and then he comes back to say because he's like, I didn't screw you hard enough. I'll show you. I got something else to say. Tim Doyle at flaked and formed on twitter comes back and says and also f you oh now now we're we're feeling it because you said yeah. f you again um and let me say this out there you are not only a public figure you not only represent the kids are all right you not only represent abc okay but you're also representing the industry when you say, I'm sorry, you are representative representative of the industry when you say these things. And if you cannot behave in a professional manner, guess what? You put your stuff out there for the public to critique. You're not writing it for yourself, otherwise it wouldn't bloody be on TV. It's out there for the public to critique. And Kevin was not rude when he said these things. You may not have liked it, but guess what? Some people don't like your damn show. Okay. Okay, Now, one thing I also want to point out is that he had to be searching for mentions of his show because I did not hashtag the kids are all right. um, So I just said that I I didn't hashtag them, nor did I do it to the show's um, at address on Twitter. So I was not trying to you know uh you know shout out the show in a bad way specifically so he had to be searching and just looking for people's comments on the show and then coming after them and one of the other fun things about it was that the kids are all right's fan page also came after me and said didn't anyone teach you if you don't have anything nice to say don't say anything at all kevin uh, Lee wave emoji, and so I was just like, "Wait, are you? Is this a fourteen-year-old girl coming at me?" So <laughs> I just thought that um, that was a particularly nice touch. And um, oh, that was wonderful! All twenty-two of them on that fan page came after, isn't that? Nice? <laughs> yeah, no, that's the thing. He sicked he sicked his minions on me because he <laughs> he actually he <laughs> he actually uh, retweeted. And um, so uh, the funny thing is, this is a man who I checked him out on IMDb 
IMDb. He has produced many shows. So mm-hmm. this is a heavy yes. hitter in Hollywood. And he, he sicked his 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 followers on me and he got like five of them to like what he said. And what bothered me is not that they agreed that our pe- people that make comments like we like the show, um, that's fine. What bothered me was liking somebody that's saying f you to somebody as a uh, as a as a retort for like I don't agree with your opinion, and so that bothered me. But that he can't were... come up with anything more intelligent and more thoughtful. That's Usually, not... when people resort to using profanity to be like yeah and f you because that's all that's the best they can do, Kevin. That's all he has, and that's all he. can do so i was when i read this i was well first of all i was kind of excited i was like oh (laughs) i can't wait to talk about this well the funny the funny thing is with as uh as uh and then one of the i think one of the actors on the show actually chimes in at one point uh, because somebody else one of uh one of the tv channeling fans uh uh chimed in about the fact that like did you have to come at the uh, at somebody this way why not about ask them what was their problem with your show and so then one of the actors on the show was like you know why should he be uh be talking to a uh 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 uh, responding to a TV critic who doesn't know what he's talking about. I'm like, oh, I am a TV critic. Thank you very much. Thank my you. Thing, my thing is, and not to get into people's skills or any of that, because that's not what this is about. The thing is, everybody is not going to like what you put out there. When you are a public figure and you're working in the industry, you put yourself out there to be critiqued. And if you can't handle it, then damn it, you don't need to be working in the industry. My thing is, sir, uh, Tim Doyle at flaked and formed on Twitter. If you've been in this game too damn long to be going back and forth, you know, with and and my uh, co-host who has so much poise didn't go back and forth with you. My thing is, I'm glad you have that much time to go back and forth with someone and use profanity to express yourself because that's all you know how to do. I th- I mean, that was completely low. And I'm saying this, I, and you don't have to come after Kevin. You can come after me because you won't win. You will well, not I, win. I, I, Don't I, come for me unless I send for you. Well, so, also, this was, this was going on on Thanksgiving. I'm going to make points on the app. This was going on over Thanksgiving weekend. And I was just like, do I want to go deep and go into this with this guy? Because part of me wanted to. But then a part of me like, okay, when you start off with, the, with multiple FUs and morons and stuff like that, it's just like, we're not going to have any kind of, because I would have been more than willing to have a discussion like if he had said like well why do you, what's your problem with this show and what yes. why you know back up what you have to say or at least he could have come up with something more uh, actually clever because if he had said like because i had said you know uh, uh kids are all right where laughter goes to die if he said he goes t- if he had said well uh the podcast tv channeling where thoughtful television critiques go to die then i'd been like oh showed me so <laughs> <laughs> but i mean that the fact that he couldn't come up with something like that just shows you that you know, he's not that clever. I'm, the, the fact that you, I'm not even going to go there, but you're, no, you're not that clever, sir. And that's all you could do? Please. Yeah, so the only, go one, by. I, the only one I responded to was the 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 uh, fan page. Because the fan page said, like, you know, didn't anybody t- anyone uh, teach you if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all? And so then I, I wrote back, and again, at the time when I was doing this, because they were using the, uh, uh, that Twitter page, the fan page, was using the kids are right artwork so i thought it was the actual show's 
uh, uh, Twitter account until I looked at the fact that it was only like 22 people. But they moved up. They got 27 followers now, so they're doing better. But but <laughs> so my no, but that's okay. Everybody starts somewhere. Exactly Good for you. Yeah, Good so, for you. So my response was apparently nobody taught Tim Doyle, uh, uh flaked and form at flaked and form, uh, uh, w- uh w- one of the kids all right producers. If you can't make your point without cursing, you probably don't have a point. He has no point. His exactly. point is null and void. Because the thing is, it I, and that's the thing. You can't take it personally. It's not about you. This is about him. He has some issue. I don't know whether there's something going on in terms of, you know, career-wise or whatever, but that's totally about him. So he's lashing out at you, somebody who had a, a critique. That's And that's too bad. Guess what? You put yourself out there for people to watch these things. You have to expect critiques. And if you retort every single time with profanity i feel sorry for you because that means you have nothing else that's all you can do and that that's sad that's sad. i find you sad so honestly i think here's the thing i would have loved to have him on the show so we could have a conversation about that because every show is not everybody's cup of tea which Absolutely. is fine we could have had a conversation about it he could have explained his thing and that would have been cool but i i don't even want to see your name how dare you come after my co-host you don't come after my people just and telling you we'll just th- letting you know i don't give a damn who you are Oh, I appreciate you, ha- uh, you having my oh, back. Oh, I Kasha, have but- your back all day, Kevin, against this fool. Please, and, and, and I'm not taking it back. You are a fool because only a fool uses profanity to express himself and can't do it any other way. So, bye, Felicia. <laughs> Again, that is, the, that is hashtag bye, Felicia, about this show. But um, on a, one of the other things I wanted to say that was interesting was uh, one of the actors on the show uh, clapped back saying, like, you know, uh, ratings don't lie. And I'm just thinking, wait a minute. The, 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 okay, the, the, this show had, uh, like, it fluctuates between 4 million and 4.5 million viewers each week. And the so basically the logic is if a show manages not to get canceled in its first season, then it's it must be funny. It's, it's good. Um, the funny thing is, we have actually critiqued one of the sh- one of his one of his other projects on this show, uh, uh, Imaginary Mary. Dear God, if that man heard what we had to say about Imaginary Mary, oh, you would have been all kinds of MFs. And- <laughs> oh my God! Thank good he never heard that. But the funny thing is, I, I actually I, I also talked about one of his another one of his shows, uh, uh, Speechless, and had very positive things to say. So it's interesting when it comes to like a critique thing. If you like something that somebody's done then you know what you're talking about. But if you don't like it, you're an effing moron. Hmm, that sounds strangely familiar. Absolutely. So, and the funny thing, and the idea, just the logic of the idea that if a show is on and doesn't get canceled, then it's it's good de facto. No, so but it's stupidity. Okay, well, look who look who we're dealing with here. Okay, yeah, look so who it, we're it, dealing with here. So, yeah, so, so no good shows have been canceled, and all shows that don't get canceled are good. We just, just talked about Luke Cage, which broke Netflix, has been canceled. I mean, exactly. So, so that, it was pretty stupid. So, but 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 I did not. So I I did not go any after I did after I made that comment. I'm like, you know what? I am all about the turkey and stuffing. Bye. Th- thank you. So, My thing yeah. is, how sad is it that you have nothing to do on Thanksgiving but to get into a battle with somebody you don't even know using language that is deplorable? Again, girl, bye. Well, I just love the idea also, and this is the last point, and I'm going to basically be a, a 14-year-old girl, and no disrespect to 14-year-old girls, but... <laughs> 
<laughs> that this man who's produced multiple television shows and has multiple things like, you know, uh, shows happening, six his minions on me, and with that, he gets five likes. So, so he came. So all of that, all of that, 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 uh, that he, and I could see he was re- probably red when he was re- huffing and puffing and mad and turkey and stuffy flying everywhere. I knew he was mad. So all was that worth it for five people to like it? I hope, I hope you got your jollies off of that, Tim Doyle, whatever. Yeah. So I yeah, was like, we're done. five likes and two retweets. One of those retweets being him and the other being the uh, the, the uh, kids are all right fan page. And how the so. hell do you retweet yourself? I mean, come back. So, hell on. yeah. Okay, so. so you know, my thing is this. If you're going to be I'm just going to say this. If you are going to be in this game, you have to understand not everybody is going to be is going to be down for your stuff. Everybody is not going to like what you put out there. Now, granted, you're not, you don't have to put up with abuse, but what Kevin said was not abusive. So if you don't know how to deal with people and retorts and criticism on social media, then perhaps you shouldn't be on social media. Guess what? I'm actually a professor. I actually have a PhD in communication and I teach social media. So one of the things I teach is to, you know what, before you respond, wait. Give yourself a little bit of time so you can digest and decompress what was said and then come up with an intelligent answer. Clearly, you saw this and you went right away. So I'm going to learn yes something, as the old folks used to say. Wait, don't be so quick to get out your thumbs on Twitter and retort to the first person who says something you don't like. Get off of social media if that's the case. Well, also, he could, again, he has a staff of writers that could help him come up with something that they didn't. was more clever. But then again, after seeing the pilot for The Kids Are Alright, maybe those writers couldn't help him come up with anything better. <laughs> so. well, well, you see what the problem is. So he's mad about that, too. So, Kevin, you just have to, those are, what do they always say like a church? Those are the type of people you got to pray for. So that's <laughs> well, all yeah, you can do is just pray for him. But also, Tachi, you know what? When they go low, TV channeling goes up. <laughs> Yes, we do. They go low. We go high. Well, you know, actually, my thing is they go low. I throw rocks. But, you know. <laughs> anyway. Right. So, let's you know, move at, t- at TV channeling, we don't, we like to report the news. We don't like to be the news. So no, let's, no. Let's, so let's, let's move, move on, on to the next story. Absolutely. All right. So, off of that, I, I'm sorry we spent so long on that, but I just, I really wanted to talk about No, that. and I appreciate you having my back. I really I you always know, have your I, back. I chose co host correctly. I, te- I hitched my wagon to a star, you guys. Let, no, let me tell you really quickly. This is like, you know, remember on In Living Color? Uh, Benita, Miss Benita, and people would start to talk about Miss Jenkins. She said, nobody better talk bad about Miss Jenkins. You are my Miss Jenkins. I'm telling you. Say something and see what happens. You are a minuscule speck in my world compared to my people. So say something and see what happens. Please. Because <laughs> okay. if your retort is going to be F you, <laughs> okay, you know, I will cut you down intellectually because if I start a sentence with, first of all, you're in trouble. <laughs> Here we go. All right. Let's talk a little bit about a uh, some reboots or, yes. you know, a reboot and then funnel into some others. So Jordan Peele, who we know from Get Out, who we know from Key and Peele, who we know from, and I don't know what's up with this, but on CBS All Access, he's supposed to be doing a reboot of The Twilight Zone. He is slated, or he has actually rebooted 
Candyman. Remember the Candyman? The horror movie franchise. The, the horror yeah, not, franchise. Not, not the happy Candyman. This is no, the Candyman. That, the Candyman can. No, no not this, that this one. This Candyman can disembowel you with a hook hand. Yuck. Who thinks of such thing anyway? So, so uh, that's actually on uh, on tap. This was a few months uh, months ago that that rumors were reported that this was supposed to happen. But now I guess he's become this kind of uh, looked at for horror. At least I don't, I don't want to say black horror, but um, in a way, yeah, they're looking. Yeah, because the can- Candyman of- was. Yeah, it turned out not only was the Candyman uh, the actor who played him uh, uh, black or of African descent, but also it the whole folklore of the 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 at that with the with a few of the sequels we go into the origin of how he came to be and he was a slave and he was murdered in a very brutal way and which is I don't know how that gave him the power to come back and stuff and and start killing <laughs> people who say his name three times in a mirror or something. But anyway, <laughs> maybe maybe. When uh, with when uh, Jordan Peele gets a hold, he'll make it make more sense because it never did to me. But, I, and <laughs> see, I don't like horror, so I did not watch it. But I know you know it, it is a it is a classic, definitely. So the uh, Nia, what is her name? Nia DaCosta is actually slated to direct this, and she is a black woman. I, so I'm really happy about this. We're you know starting to see. This, this sort of rise of black women directors uh, that are coming, women directors of color that is starting to happen. Still not to the extent that it needs to happen, but it's starting to happen. So I'm well, really glad. Well, speaking of that, you got to mention um, uh, Ava DuVernay made some huge news this week, I believe. Oh, yes, 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 yes. We, You know what? And that's one of the things that we didn't. Let me come back to that because okay. that's what we didn't. Um, we didn't. Uh, flush that out ahead of time so okay. we'll, we'll, well, let's, well, let's, well let's talk about another uh reboot that's also if you're if you if you want another horror reboot uh child's play is uh coming back too so um there's a lot of horror reboots so i guess like i was i would ask you which which horror movies or which horror series or franchises you'd like to see be brought back but since you're not a fan of horror my guess is none yeah, um, I'm really looking forward to a quarter to none uh, coming <laughs> coming back. Yeah, no, I well, I, d- well, I was gonna say the fun. The funny thing is because of the just insane juggernaut success of this like reboot of the Halloween franchise. That's why this is. I think everybody's jumping on the bandwagon to like get these uh these uh older or some might say classic horror titles and start it up from the beginning, start it all over again, and um so clearly they think they're gonna have some success with it. But one thing that I'm surprised didn't turn into a franchise. There was a little sleeper horror film that I didn't mention when we did our Halloween special called The Tooth Fairy. So oh that was a really that was a really good little sleeper horror film ghost story that was really fun and I'm surprised that that didn't turn into a series and if not someone needs to it was incredibly imaginatively directed so someone needs to basically grab that title and bring it back if you're going to be bringing back stuff as opposed to things that had like 80 parts like if I'm sure next is going to be a reimagining of you know uh, Friday the 13th so we can have mm. you know uh, millennials getting stabbed in the face Mm, no thanks but back to the (laughs) Ava DuVernay uh, thing so she actually has signed a multi-year overall deal with Warner Brothers Television this was announced uh, Tuesday and under the terms of this development and this production pact for uh, her and her forward movement production company she's going to 
develop new television projects and this is going to include drama and comedy series long form e and event series documentaries potential digital content which is exciting and more for all platforms including broadcast cable and streaming so she's actually had a working relationship with warner brothers since 2015 and uh she's produ producing so i actually warner horizon scripted television produces produces queen sugar for her on own network so she also serves as an executive producer ep on cbs's upcoming drama the red line about a police shooting in chicago so this woman is busy so congrats to ava duvernay she's actually one of my favorites and i look up to her as a director I try to model model myself after her so congrats you know she is doing incredible things so they did between her deal and shonda rhimes we're going to be getting some uh, much needed diversity uh behind the camera as well it's not just important to have people in front of the camera of different uh genders and backgrounds and and races but we need to have uh, people that are uh, that are crafting the stories and people who are writing the stories and people who have the power to green light these that's, stories. That's where the power is. I tell people, just like with the, the music industry, when the music industry was the way it used to be, everybody was like, like I had students all the time that would come to me and be like, I want to, you know, I want to start a record label. I'm like, that's nice. But the power is not in the label. It's in the distribution. So we also need people on that distribution side, definitely in both all for all forms of media, actually. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So congrats, Ava DuVernay. Yay. Yay. Now, on to somebody who um, doesn't need any congratulations, any the, either of these individuals. <laughs> oh, here we go. Yeah, let's talk about, let's talk about Salima Keel and um, the abuse claims. Have you, You've heard about this, I'm sure. Yeah, just a little bit. So let's give, give people some background. Okay, so Warner Brothers TV, you know, he and his wife, Mara Brock Akil, um, have uh, a, a deal with Warner Brothers, another entity that has a deal with Warner Brothers. They've opened an investigation into abuse claims that were leveled in a lawsuit against Salim Akil. This is according to Variety. So there's okay, wait, a but woman. You need, wait, you need, to tell, you need to tell people who he is, first of all. People, some people may not know who that name does. They need See, to, I shouldn't have to say this, but okay, I'm going yes, to. Yes, you should. <laughs> I shouldn't have to because if we say, okay, so um, Salim Akil and Mara Brock Akil, they are producers in Hollywood. They have done a myriad of things. So, of course, they've done Being Mary Jane, they uh, which was on BET, and then I think move over to another network. They've done... Um, They've done, uh, uh, what's the one on now? Love is? Black Lightning. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yes. I, wait, is that, is Black Lightning them? Oh, it isn't? Okay. I don't know. I don't I know. I thought it was. Okay. Well, you know You what? could be right. We need Damn to, it. We need TV to... channeling interns, get, get, get on this. And it's probably because we don't have interns that we didn't get the right information. <laughs> so, so we'll look this up before to, to see. I don't, I want to, I, I think, I'm not sure if it is. So we'll look this up before we okay. go. So, um, yeah, so they are, they're really good. And so again, love it. Yes, it is. Black Lightning. Black Lightning is. Them. I thought yes. so. Yeah. Yeah. I thought so too, but I wasn't sure. And I hate to do that. So yes, damn you interns. You should have been on this. Exactly. <laughs> so in, so this is what happened. There's a woman named Amber Dixon Brenner, who's filed a lawsuit against Salima Keel. Um, 
And she's claiming that she and Akil were engaged in a romantic relationship during which he was physically, verbally, and sexually abusive towards her. And in the suit, Dixon Brenner is saying that she and Akil began a relationship about 10 years ago with the relationship only ending last year. Granted, he's still married to Mara Brock Akil. The lawsuit is saying that during that time, Akil on multiple occasions slapped or otherwise physically assaulted her and forced her to perform sex acts with him. And it also states that one on one, uh, that sorry, on one occasion, I don't even want to say that. Oh, can you say, you can say it in the nicest possible way because I think it needs to, people need to be called out on what they're really, what's, what's going on. He used the bathroom in her mouth. Okay, well, that's the nicest possible way that can. I, I don't like <laughs> that's that. That's the mm. nicest way. Yeah, no, it, but it needs to be a bad. If somebody's doing that kind of thing and they have power and they're using that power to, to abuse people, I think you know. I I, I was I was trying. I was going to use the term whitewash, but I just I can't. I I feel like we can't. You know, try to gussy up. Um, I, am I on? I guess apparently I'm on Westworld now. I'm using the term gussy up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can't. No, no, you're, you're right. You're right. And apparently, okay, there was another incident where he forced her to lick one of the walls of a parking garage while he was taking photos of her without knowledge. Oh, my God. And wow. so, yeah, she claims wow. that she pitched Akil a screenplay entitled Love and Perversity in the East Village. Okay. Great title. uh, Yeah, I'm I'm sure. (laughs) I'll give her that. (laughs) This this alleged uh, incident came out of there, I guess. I don't know. Uh, Which is said to be based on their physically and sexually abusive relationship. And so the suit also goes on to claim that Akil took ideas from the screenplay and eventually used them in both an ABC project called Documenting Love as well as What Would Become Love Is, which currently is on OWN and which he executive produces with uh, Mara Brock Akil. Oh, okay. And the suit states that the reason Dixon Brenner did not leave Akil are complicated and the subject of significant resulting therapy. She says she loved Akil and she also looked up to him as a prominent motion picture television director in the same entertainment circles where she socialized. Wow. <sighs> that is a lot. So not only did he abuse her physically, physically assault her, sexually assault her, and humiliate her and film it without her knowledge, but he stole her intellectual property too. It just gets better and better. <laughs> wow. Well, you know what? He is giving you material now. You need to make this whole thing into a, into a television, a limited or an unlimited series. And you need to send a screener of it, of it to us here at TV Channeling so we can talk about it in depth. This is, oh, it's, um, mm, yeah, it's, uh, this is disturbing. Again, this is a lawsuit. These are allegations. At oh, this gonna, point. you know, our legal team is telling me right now in my in my other ear, Tachi. Like, yes, allegedly, these yes. are all charges. These no, are no these are her allegations. This yes. is this this is in the lawsuit. So at this point, they're allegations. Nothing has been proven. So, um, and he's welcome to come on the show and just, and say his side if he wants to as well. We're yeah. open to hearing from both of you. Absolutely, absolutely. Um. I'm I'm just disturbed though. 
<laughs> no, it's a very, it's a disturbing. Speak, going from one disturbing story to another. Speaking, a person who's been disturbing for a while now. What's going on with Les Moonves? Mm, well, let's talk about the fall of Les Moonves. So, he can, but you know what? Can you? He, uh, he, apparently, he's falling. He's not. He no, he's not falling. Fall. He's, he's, he's. I mean, he's not falling. He's falling. He's still falling. <laughs> and he could more be falling for the next few years. We, we don't it's a know. Bo- it's a bottomless pit, apparently. A- exactly, a black hole. So there are new allegations against former CBS chief Les Moonves, and this is putting his hundred and twenty million dollar severance pay in doubt. So. We already know what happened. We're not going to rehash this. But, but the new let's talk about the new charges and the new and the evidence that that basically where he's implicated himself. Okay, go ahead. Oh, I thought you were I thought you actually read you were going to I don't have anything to read but but specifically he apparently the with the latest uh allegations of a uh, woman says that uh he not only uh made an advance uh uh towards her during a business meeting but apparently to try and keep her quiet because of, uh, apparently he spoke with CBS about what he did and didn't do when they did some kind of audit about all of his uh again to say it in the nicest possible way shenanigans um <laughs> that's yes. nice yeah um and so apparently he must have not been very forthcoming when he was going over his past indiscretions and so this could basically this is what's putting that money in jeopardy is the fact that what he did with this particular woman and trying to force her to perform oral sex among other things um at, Okay, this is, again, I'm giving way too much uh, advice people during a TV channel. I don't understand the idea of forcing someone to pour moral sex on you unless that person doesn't own any teeth. What, why are you forcing anything into somebody's mouth that is attached to you when they have teeth? Not smart. Anyway, but that aside, <laughs> so um, apparently uh, Les Moonves was contacting uh, this woman's agent, trying to offer her some kind of job in exchange for her silence, and they were barring back and forth. And he's uh, these the, this agent saved all these text messages, and so if that isn't a smoking gun, I don't know what is. And again, this this is the same. This hap- This comes out the same week that Julie Chen has. Uh, it's been a that she will stay on at Big Brother as well as Big Brother Celebrity Edition, you know, because she uh, uh, left the talk because she doesn't have a lot to talk about now that one of the top the topics that they're up for discussion is her husband, uh, and so that coming out the same week as this new these new allegations. Again, let's go back to our our catchphrase for this show. Bye. I don't understand why. This woman is going to still stay in the public eye or be on television. She, Because of her marriage to him, she's worth more money than God. She's referring to herself as uh, Julie Chen Moonves. And how many women have to come forward saying that they were attacked by your husband before you get a clue? If, if we're going to give Julie Chen the biggest benefit of the doubt, that she truly knew nothing until we, the public, started hearing the different uh, allegations uh, this year. And she knew nothing before. How many women have to say that your that that your husband choked choke them or try or force them to their knees, try to force them to perform moral sex on them, threaten to ruin their career? How many women? You know, Tammy Wynette sang that song "Stand by Your Man," but you know what? That song is only like three minutes long. So it's time for you to get to stepping, or you need to get off of television because. 
I feel like we don't want to see you. I'll speak for myself. I don't want to see somebody who's standing by somebody who's attacked this many people. And you're st- and you want to be on TV and still sell soap with commercials and stuff like that while you're standing by this guy. Just yeah. Again, exit stage left, please. But are we surprised? Uh, I mean, none of this is surprising. This is like, and I'm not equating these things, but with the person that currently is in the White House, the individuals that have been the most oppressed by what he's saying are the ones that are most in support. White women. Yeah, I, 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 I can't mean, explain it. There is no explanation, but I mean, I'm not surprised. So, you know, really, if you look in, in in the past for these types of stories that are very high profile, even though nothing like this has, has come down in the past until now uh, to a big extent. But if you look in the past, there's this kind of, okay, you, you keep silent, you stand by me. I mean, rarely do you see where there's this huge exodus and this, you rarely see it. And I think it has to do a lot with societal expectations. But let me yeah, tell Bill, you. Bill Cosby's wife still hasn't left him. I don't nope. understand. What do, you, what do you people need? I, You know, I, I, I don't know. I think and, there's this, again, societal expectations when it comes down to this. You know, when you see this uh, for better or for, or for worse type thing, some women really take that to heart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, they are not. They, those vows are zero. You need to take a, you need to take a lesson from Connie Britton and you get your fourth divorce. <laughs> divorce. No, but she didn't learn her lesson because now she's married a fifth time to an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and again, not Connie Britton, the person, the character. No, she's the character she's playing on Dirty John. Yes. Yeah, I'm sure her relation, her relationships in real life are very healthy. I'm hearing from our legal team. Okay. They're great. She's doing great. The legal team. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, yeah, that's what's going on with that. How about we press on? Yes. Yeah. All right. So. That's what's going on with that. We've also got a new anime series set at Adult Swim, a Blade Runner anime series uh, produced by Crunchyroll. They partnered, so Crunchyroll, sorry, Variety tells us that Alcon Television Group partnered with Adult Swim and Crunchyroll to produce and distribute this anime series, distribute, uh, sorry, inspired by Blade Runner 2049. It's called Black Runner, Black Runner. Blade Runner Black Lotus. Too many words. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's too well, many words. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's, it's, it sounds like it's going to be really interesting. I love that uh, uh, Cartoon Network slash Adult Swim uh, are doing more original content because, you know what, I, 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 too, love reruns of Bob's Burgers and I also love reruns of American Dad. But you need more original content and I need more original, con- I need original comedy content. You've given us original, that, that they're doing like the other anime series that they show that they're importing and, but I need more original content. In fact, what I think would be a great idea is spinoffs you need a spinoff of bob's burgers there's a lot going on in that world in their little town i love it you need a spinoff and you can it would it would fold into adult swim so perfectly it really would you know who the spinoff should be oh i i have an idea too who do you think it should be okay the who's the what's the name of the guy that sits at the burger counter all the time 
Okay, I know he's talking about. I, I, see, now he's my least favorite character, so I would not want a show about him. But he's a handy guy, and they could do a show about him. I actually think they should, because one of the complaints about the show uh, is the fact that it is the voice talent is almost all men, and so they're uh, recently producers have said that they're going to add more women uh to the cast and more female voice because a lot of the they're female characters but they're voiced by male actors and so they're going to add more female voices uh and a few episodes ago there was uh, a prom episode or some kind of dance episode where they introduced this female limo driver and she takes the uh the girls on the show on this crazy joyride yes, i remember that character was so balls to the wall and so funny i feel like i want to f- I want to follow her at that limo company and what she's doing and what she's up to. That's oh, that would be cool. That would, that be, would be, cool. be a fun spinoff show. So there's so many. There's some of the teachers at the school are crazy and they need to have yes. their own show. Yes. So there's a lot of possibilities. And the same thing with American Dad. I wouldn't mind seeing a spinoff of that with some of the characters on that show getting spinoff onto something. You need original comedy content as well. I love Adult Swim, but you need more. I think I agree. You need you need some more and a spinoff of Bob's Burgers would work really well there. So look for that Blade Runner anime on Adult Swim uh, coming. I don't know when it's it's coming out, but they're working on it now. Well, we might even be reviewing it here on TV channeling once it does once it drops. Absolutely. So let's move on. Speaking of. um, of um, animation. Well, this is not animation. This is live action. It's the opposite of animation. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So speaking of opposites, Tom Hanks is actually in early talks to play Geppetto in Disney's live action Pinocchio. So Disney has been going off the chain with these live action things. You, You saw the the um, Lion King. Yeah, they just they just dropped the the trailer the for trailer. the live action the live uh the the live action version of the Lion King, and it is beautiful. The people were putting like videos up of shot for shot versus the an- the the trailer for the animated version versus the live action, and it does look incredible. It's going to be so fun. Some of the voice talent involved. Once you, I mean, Beyonce, I believe, uh, is uh uh. Oh God! What is the little lion cub's uh, name? Anyway, she's like the mom lion. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be epic and interesting. And they I mean they've had so much success. They're just printing money at this point. There, there's there's a, the Jungle Book already came out. There's a sequel to that coming out mm-hmm. uh, uh, soon. We've had uh, Beauty and the Beast. We've had Cinderella. Mm-hmm. We've had Maleficent. Maleficent. Yes. Uh, I don't know and, how to say that word, but yeah. Uh, yeah, so we have that, and um, also we what we have coming down the pike is uh, we have uh, the Little Mermaid coming. I don't, I don't think she's been cast yet, but there, that's going to be happening—a live-action Little Mermaid, yes. which is going to be incredible looking. But it's—I feel like it's a little bit a little bit late because if you've seen the trailer for the new Aquaman, because if you ever wonder what what does Life Under the Sea look like, apparently it looks badass <laughs> <laughs> because the the Aquaman trailer is everything. So looking forward to that so is there are there any live action uh, any animated uh disney uh titles that you'd like to see a live action uh version of because i have an idea oh well let's hear your idea i would i don't know how they could do it but i would i would just be over the moon for a live action incredibles that would be everything Hmm, that would make sense that 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 would make sense it would you know, I'm not a, you know, dare I say, 
It's I don't I'm not running and scrambling to the theaters to watch Disney stuff. You know, so there's nothing really that I like. Oh, a live action. Ver you know what I mean? Even though I liked The Incredibles, but there's nothing that I'm like, oh, yeah. Well, if, if you think about it, I think for the first live action time they, they, they dipped their toe in the water with this was uh, when Glenn Close became uh, Cruella DeVille in the uh, yes, 101, Dalmatians. 101 Dalmatians. And yep. they're all like, wait a minute, there, we can just basically just uh, redo all the stuff we've already done. Disney just can't stop making money. They no, just they're, they're, can't. Exactly. But the thing is they can't stop making money because people can't stop throwing it at them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame Disney for that. <laughs> well, anyway, I can't talk much because I'm, I'm sitting here waiting for Galaxy's Edge to open up at Disneyland. So the moment that opens up, it's just like, here, take my money. I got to go. And I still I'm have going not. to hyperspace, y'all. Oh, wow. Let me know how it is. I still have not been to Disney World or Disneyland. What? What? My friend, do you know how much those things cost? And you live in Florida and you've never been to Disney World? No. Not once? No. Did I've you been ever to just, Orlando, but Did you drive there. by the place? Yeah, you, like, I've been I've been Look over the fence? I've actually <laughs> like been to conferences at like the, you know, Disney hotels and stuff. Yes, I have. Wow. But, oh my um God. yeah, no, I haven't. Look, it's expensive to go to these things and you can I'm I'm sure they have the same thing in California with Disneyland. You can get a if you are a Florida resident, you can get season passes like very you know, less for less money. Yeah, you, you, you don't say cheap. You can say cheap. Err, it's not. No, it's cheap. not cheap. No, I, I, I wasn't gonna say cheap. You know, I know nothing cheap. with Disney is cheap. No. It's just err for, for much less money than you know. Although it's not cheap, it's much less money than if you were to go and buy you know tickets there. So you could get season tickets and you can go. But my thing is like, how many times would I go? Orlando is like oh, three yeah, no, the, hours the, from me. No, the season pass thing is for for people that like I guess live across the street or something. I don't know those I don't understand those people that are going to Disneyland that often. I feel like Disneyland is a kind of place that you go to if you have relatives from out of town that want to go. And to me honestly, that's you drop them off in front of Disneyland like call me when you want me to pick you up. And they're, they're that but when something big when there's a major opening something like when cars land opened up or like again star Wars, galaxy's edge i'm finally i'm going to be able to go and have a drink at the cantina yes sign me up i will be there that makes sense who, and, who and, doesn't and, want to drink at the cantina and have it be served to you by a wookie exactly. i'm all about it yeah i know I'm right? all about it you're gonna be waiting in line for a long time for that one though. <laughs> so you might want to wait a year when after it's worn off when it calms down a little bit when it calms down but you know what pandora uh, over in that uh over in uh uh animal uh kingdom in florida is still just like that i've seen videos on youtube about that of of that land and it is so immersive and so incredible looking it's gonna take a long time with galaxy if galaxy's edges even comes close to that it's gonna take several years for it to not be just packed 24 7 before i can get my wookie shot well, I don't know. Maybe you can um, go in as uh, press or something and <laughs> get a preview. Oh, anyway, I'll, you know what? I'll, I'll have a double uh, tauntaun shot, please. Oh, <laughs> my God. I can, I'm all about it, Tachi. I'm all about it. Wow. Well, now, if, if Disney wants to sponsor me to go and do a review of a Galaxy's Edge, I, I don't think I could say no. Well, I, I'll be right there with you, bro. Right there with you. <laughs> 
So, moving on to somebody who will no longer be sponsored on any network. <laughs> <laughs> CNN has dropped contributor Mark Lamont Hill because of controversial comments that he made about Israel and Palestine. So, if you don't know who Mark Lamont Hill is, of course, he is a CNN contributor. He is also a professor, and he made some comments about concerning the Middle East at the United Nations, uh, this happened yesterday, I believe, that have not sat well with many people. So these comments have now cost him his paid gig at CNN. CNN. A CNN spokesperson said to TV newser Mark Lamont Hill is no longer under contract with CNN. So let's kind of unpack it. During his talk, he called for a quote, free Palestine from the river to the sea. So, and it seemed to urge other nations to boycott Israel. This is according to TV Newser. For those that are not aware, from the river to the sea apparently is a phrase used by Hamas and other organizations that are openly anti-Israel. So to many, he was attacking Jewish people with uh, with this phrase and basically implied that Israel be replaced by Palestine, which stretches from the Jordan all the way to the Mediterranean Sea. And he said, though he's been tweeting about this, he said otherwise on Twitter, um, and he says uh, on Twitter, anyone who studies the region or the history of Palestine nationalism or Palestinian nationalism knows that River to Sea has been and continues to be a phrase used by many factions, ideologies, movements, and politicians. The phrase dates back to at least the middle of the British mandate and has never been the exclusive province of a particular ideological camp. The idea that this is a Hamas phrase is simply untrue. So, and so you 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 know a little bit about this. You want to talk a little bit about? Um, well, I need I need you because I don't have the quiz. You need uh, me. You need me. See, you need yeah, me. Yeah, I need you at my back again, again, Tati. I Re- need remember to this. I've had your back three times today. <laughs> three times. I'm remembering to, this. I need you to read part of his speech where he talked about the about uh, the violence and comparing it to to slavery in America, and and I okay. need that. That's because okay. to me, that's the 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 part that what really got people going more than that rivers to the sea thing. Okay. Right. So here's what he said. He said, we have an opportunity not just to offer solidarity in words, but to commit political action, grassroots action, local action and international action that will give us what justice requires. And that is a free Palestine from the river to the sea. Contrary to Western mythology, black resistance to American apartheid did not come purely through Gandhi and nonviolence. Rather, slave revolts and self-defense tactics and other uh, otherwise di- other tactics otherwise divergent from Dr. King or Mahatma Gandhi were equally important to preserving safety and attaining freedom. If we are to operate in true solidarity with the Palestinian people, we must allow the Palestinian people the same range of opportunity and political possibility. If we are standing in solidarity with the Palestinian people, we must recognize the right of an occupied people to defend itself. We must prioritize peace, but we must not romanticize or fetishize it. We must advocate and promote nonviolence at every opportunity, but we cannot endorse a narrow politics of respectability that shames Palestinians for resisting, for refusing to do nothing in the face of state violence and ethnic cleansing. So he continued to defend himself throughout the day on Twitter uh, with this and stands behind his comments. 
Yeah, so I think that a lot of people, and I feel like understandably feel that that, that what that statement that you just read uh, uh, from that he was said at the United Nations is endorsing violence because you talk about like the, this what what kind of acts have they done in the past to defend themselves from this oppression? And uh, there have been all kinds of different things, including stabbing people, um, you know, uh, on the street, all kinds of different actions. And so people felt like that was a tacit if and, and that's again putting it nice. Uh, according to our legal team, uh, tacit endorsement of violence, or if not an endorsement of violence, uh, basically, what's the what is the most neutral thing other than an endorsement? Just kind of like, well, like you're being uh, neutral on, yeah, if you're being neutral on 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 if they have to be do violent things. I I I don't understand how he thought he could say that and still be working at CNN. I, I don't I, think. Look, I think he he is a very intelligent individual. He is a professor at Temple University, and he all also host BET News. I think he knew full well that, you know, what he had to say would ruffle some feathers. So I don't think he was concerned about preserving his legacy at CNN. In fact, he well, was probably good because like, that professor is going to have a lot more time to spend with Gilligan, Marianne, the skipper too, well, a okay. millionaire and his one. So here's the thing. I look at it as an academic myself because, you know, I'm an academic. There's nowhere in this statement where he's asking to incite violence. He, part of my thing is everybody will look at everything else except the fact that he said um, at, you know, at all costs, we need to use nonviolent. He said this over and over, but everybody is pointing. Oh, but he said that. Come on, let's use a little more common sense and let's use critical thinking. What I get tired of is people not using critical thinking. So I'm not saying that I'm in support of Mark, what, what Mark Lamont Hill said or whatever. What I am saying is that people often use a lack of critical thinking. And when sometimes when people bring things that are plain to the table, people don't want to see that. I'm just saying that. So uh, he he didn't incite violence in what he said. I think he was very calculated. But because this is the thing, there's a lot of, of tension on all sides. So even if he had said something that was pro-Israel, the other side would have said something because it's it's too it's they're too close to the issue. They're oh, too close to the problem. Now, now to now to be fair, the difference would be uh, honestly there's there's going to be more support here in the U.S. Of for, course, Israel, for Israel, obviously. So I don't think he would have if he had said something pro-Israeli uh, or uh, Israel, he would he would be absolutely fine. He would not be. No, he would have been fine, right? But he would have gotten heat maybe from the other but, side. But absolutely. I feel I I feel like it's but I I feel that. It, it is not a far-fetched argument to say that that is feel it does feel like an tacit endorsement saying that you know that we should not be fetishizing peace and we should give basically give these people leeway to 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 fight their oppression the way they see fit and what but people would have an people might have a problem with how they see fit and what they've done in the past as uh as part of their resistance um how, that basically when you say that we've got we got to talk about what that what that resistance looks like and what it's been and how they're been children that have been killed on both sides on both exactly. sides exactly well this is the thing it's on both sides because when you're pointing at one side we're forgetting what has happened on the other side as well and you know people will say oh well we'll just because um the the other side of the argument is that israel is just protecting themselves right but is anybody say you, you understand what i'm saying you, it's it's atrocities have been committed on all sides and i'm saying this as someone who so at the university i was at we've had all sorts of people that have come to speak i have had students in the class in my classes that were jewish and students who were um 
from the Middle East, not from um, Pal uh, that, that were Palestinian, but from the Middle East. I have heard they have come to me and said, oh, I can't, you know, these these Middle Easterners or the, you know, the Arabs or the Muslims, they blah, 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 Jewish students. Then I had Arab students who would be like, oh, these Israelis will, and, and come and say, that. and I'm like, well, what do you want me to say? Do you want me to support? Do you all hear how stupid you sound? And you all are pawns in this larger scheme. And if you can't see that, I'm sorry for you. I'm sorry for you. You all, everybody, both sides, you are pawns in this larger scheme of, of, of regimes and powers that be that are using you. They're sitting up just fine in their palaces and or presidential places not being untouched by this. You all are the ones fighting to the death. Can we use a little bit of common sense? Oh, absolutely. No, the, yeah, I can. Critical thinking can be had on all needs to be had on all sides. But the but it comes down to this what when whenever these kinds of things happen with anybody in news or on, with, on a tv show or anything like what, what happened to roseanne when you are employed by someone you, uh, and especially when it's some kind of corporation thing you what you say is uh, people associate with the company that you work for and freedom of speech in this country means you have the freedom to say whatever but it does not give you the that does not guarantee you as far as a job goes uh, freedom of speech means that the government can't arrest you so if you say something and then your boss doesn't like what you say you have the freedom to tell your boss they're that they're an idiot now does that mean that they can't fire you after you said freedom of speech yes you, so, you have, you're free to say it but you're also free to be fired and um, be shown the door and the idea Idea. I think that he must have. If he is, uh, as, as he is a very intelligent man, so he had to know that there was a risk, or maybe he wanted to end his relationship with CNN, oh, and uh, and why, that's why he chose to to, to do this. Uh, but there should not be a surprise to anyone with that statement that he would that they'd still be working at CNN after making that statement. But he's not. Yeah, I don't think he's surprised. Let me read a little bit more of what Mark Lamont Hill said on Twitter. So he said, my reference to, reference to River to the Sea was not a call to destroy anything or anyone. It was a call for justice both in Israel and in the West Bank and Gaza. The speech very clearly and specifically said those things. No amount of debate will change what I actually said or what I meant. This isn't a case of throwing rocks and hiding hands. I genuinely believe in the arguments and principles that I shared in the speech. I also genuinely want peace, freedom, and security for everyone. These are not competing ideals and values. So this is the thing. Again, you know, this is why um, academics tend to be persecuted for things because we often look at things in a, with very, within sometimes, because some of us don't, but look at things <laughs> using critical, because I know some academics that I'm like, go get your degree, money for your degree back. Anyway, so they, um, we tend to look at things with a very critical eye using critical thinking skills and often we call out things that we see. Sometimes those things are not popular among the general population, but you're calling them out to deconstruct them and look at them. I don't think this was a call for violence, and he said that. So anybody who thinks that, I think they need to take a step back because anytime anybody says Middle East, they're, uh, the, the, um, everything is high alert is high in terms of um people being on high alert ready to uh, defend same oh, thing absolutely. anytime anybody says israel everybody's up oh you said israel stop it stop yeah, but, it and but, let's but, use some common but, but, sense but, but, but i'm sorry tachi when you use phrases like let's not fetishize peace mm -mm, i disagree 
I disagree. Okay. Well, that's again. not that's not what he was saying, and this is why he had to come on Twitter and defend. That's not what he was saying. But again, he should have. The, the, wait, the statement that you just read that he posted on Twitter should have been how he wrapped up that speech at the UN. Because I feel like how could you not think when you say certain phrases that people aren't going to basically hear certain things from those phrases? I'm I I, I honestly I'm. But here's the thing. Change is never comfortable, okay? Look at and making people look at things is never comfortable. I don't think Mark Lamont Hill was in the in the game trying to make people feel comfortable about this. He was trying to put out what he believed to be um, his argument and put it out in a way that he felt was responded that was a responsible way. Well, if, that, if, we're, if we're going to be real about this, when he mentioned the whole thing tying it to uh, American apartheid, which I do like calling it that versus just slavery um, uh, or Jim Crow, the idea that he mentions the, 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 that it wasn't just about uh, uh, what Martin Luther King uh, and what came before him. What was successful? What got what got got more mileage? The, these uh, uh the violent uh, the violence or the nonviolent? Uh, okay, now we're getting into a gray area. Was it really successful? There well, I said, were some well, no, successes. I said just just like with Disney. I said not cheap cheaper. I said more success. So when the, so the violent slave result uh, revolts did that get people freed or did what did uh did did um the more p- peaceful things get? Well, Get, get look at well, Haiti uh, was able to free themselves from French oppression through that. Well, again, f- first of all, he we were talking about Haiti. We were talking about American. It doesn't matter. It's Ameri- slavery. It doesn't right, matter. Fine. It's slavery. All right. He's. I'm, I was talking about what he was actually mentioning. But anyway, you know what? We can't. We're not going to solve what, what was. No, we're not trying it. to solve this. And this is not a for or against what Mark Lamont Hill said. This is simply pointing out that whenever you have something to say. A, if you're representing an entity like a CNN, be for damn sure that if you don't say things in a way that's palatable for uh, for viewers and palatable uh, for the organization, you're not going to be at that organization very long. That's one thing. B, I don't think Mark Lamont Hill cares very much if that's the case. Otherwise, he wouldn't have said it because yeah, as he said, exactly. he's he a very intelligent person. He couldn't have been surprised by no, being let No, I, I, I don't think he was surprised by that. But C, I think we also need to, before we get inflamed about things take a step back and think critically about it before beginning because i mean i think i i think this also has to do with the particular climate that we're in today as well it doesn't help that we're in this very heated climate so these types of things maybe on in another era would not have been taken, you know, in that way. We're 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 living in a tinderbox right now. We are. So the idea that you would eat—that's why I'm saying that this is not the time to be talking about. We should not be fetishizing uh, peace. You, you keep this, pointing, this is not you, the time you keep to say pointing this. to that. You keep pointing to that, but I don't think that's what he meant. I don't think he meant fetishizing in that way. I think I think, but we we do. I think we think about peace as this this um fetish, as opposed to real. And reality, the reality of peace, what it could be and what it looks like, I think we fetishize it. We do. I think I think we really do. Yeah, uh, you can. That's an argument that can be made. But the idea that saying that in this time and with the kind of thing that's that things that have happened there, the kind of violence that's happened. 
I don't see how you can't see that as a tacit endorsement of these kinds of violent tactics. It's not an Of stabbing people in the street. I don't see how you can't. I said a tacit endorsement, not just an endorsement. It's, a not, tacit it's one. not tacit. It's not an endorsement. Well, I don't know what the, I don't know what a notch because below tacit here's the would thing. be. He doesn't care about that. He already knew the CNN thing was going to end after that. So, but he, so after that, he still comes back and explains himself because if he was endorsing it, he would have just been like, well, whatever. He came back and explained. Well, he talked about th- about throwing rocks and hiding hands. I feel like if that is, this is not an example of that. I don't know what is that. Clearly, I'm sorry, Tanchi. That statement. I disagree how he, with you. How he could not see how people were going to uh, uh, be able to take it doesn't, that statement. Well, but that's the thing. You, he maybe he did see that, and maybe he felt that this is something that needed to be said in order to you know unpack what's going on. That's absolutely. him. We don't and know that, what's and, in his mind. But. No, I, I was going to say absolutely, and he can make that choice, and and he can. Uh, you know, make that choice to to lose that particular gig right. because of it. That's fine. So I I feel like again the the theme of this show, buy girl, buy. I'm sorry. Exactly. He's he's fine. If he's fine with it, I'm fine with it. Whatever. Yeah, so, so now the question is, will he be invited back on Wendy Williams? Because he was just on there uh, the other day. Uh, I think the day before he actually made this statement. So I don't know. I don't know how uh, if if uh, if Tachi's down with Israel or not. I mean, Tachi. I don't know if, if Wendy Williams is down with uh, Israel or not. So we'll find out if we see him back there. She's not going to have him back on again. She's not. She look. Uh, we're thinking that Wendy Williams is a, if if CNN a, a hard news outlet was not able to do that you think soft uh, soft um daytime talk wendy williams is gonna have him back on Mm-mm. all right well anyway well you know if, if a slot's opened up for your uh your hot talk panel um so you know just saying <laughs> the ink isn't even dry on his exit strategy uh c- contract and also, uh, also attention CNN. After hearing our 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 our, our discussion so far, you know we t- TV channel can get 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 political. So we're more than happy to fill in and talk about the latest shenanigans happening in Washington. So <laughs> no, that just might make give me an aneurysm. <laughs> this is the extent of what I could do. But I don't know. Good luck to Mark Lamont Hill. I hope that they that uh, they they're able to that he's cool with this. I'm sure he is because again. Uh, it's, no look knowing black academics like i know black i'm very entrenched in that world i'm quite sure that he is fine with whatever happens oh good well i'm glad he's fine with it and i'm i'm I'm, again if they're looking for a new person to discuss political issues i am more than happy to step in oh god of heavens anyway That was an interesting note to end on. <laughs> it was. But we have ended, and this was actually a really great, great show. Thank you, Kevin. Oh, thank you, Tachi, for and for having me back and for being like the best co-host I've ever had. Yeah, and I'm waiting. I'm waiting. If anybody says anything to you, be for damn sure I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching you, Twitter. I'm watching. So in any case, that about uh, does it. That brings us to the end of another TV channeling. But, you know, it doesn't have to end here because you can listen to past episodes, right? Oh, my God, Tachi, they can listen to past episodes. But the big thing is they can now listen to TV channeling in a whole new 
way. Yes. Tell them where they can listen to us already, and we're tell them the new place they can listen to TV channeling. Absolutely. The- so we're really excited about this. You know, we are on Stitcher, iTunes slash Apple Music, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify. Um, you can go to TVchanneling.com and listen to us via Podbean. But we are also now live Tuesdays, every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time. You can listen to us on WJMSRadio.com. Yes, WJMSRadio.com. We are so proud to be partnered with them. And you can hear TV channeling every Tuesday during drive time, which is really, really very cool. So thank you to Jamie and the whole WJMS team and WJMS is actually you can listen to them online they are out of New York City so that's a big deal so now people can finally hear TV channeling on the radio whoa <laughs> on the radio can't sing anymore the legal team is telling me we'll have to pay if I sing anymore so we are so excited I have always wanted to be on the radio so this is a dream come true you really have you really have yeah. so this is, this is good <laughs> stuff and we are it's so part of my excited backstory. Yeah, it is. It is. So we are so excited about this. So thank you once again to WJMS.com for having TV channeling as part of your slate. And, you know, if you wanted to talk about maybe any of the stories that we talked about today, you could reach us on social and Kevin is going to tell you how you can reach us on social. Yeah, you can curse me out on all kinds of different social media, apparently. (laughs) You can can curse me out on Facebook. (laughs) You can curse me out on Instagram, um, uh, Snapchat. And you can you can curse me out with a filter on Snapchat. (laughs) And you can uh, and we. As was proven before by the one of the producers of The Kids Are All Right, you can curse me out on Twitter. And we love to hear from you on all those platforms, even when you're not cursing, especially when you're not cursing. And if there's any questions that you have about any of our past episodes, if there's anything you'd like us to review that we haven't, if you'd like to suggest a top five episode that you'd love for us to do, and if you have a question for us, uh, we're also on Anchor. You can call in a question to TV channeling on Anchor, and we will be happy to play your question here. And if you want to ask us a question on any other social media platform, we will, you know, shout you out. We'll respond to you on that social media platform, and we'll respond to you on the show as well. Absolutely. And with that, we are going to get out of here and let you go back to whatever it was you were doing before you started listening to us. But we appreciate you listening. Wait, listening, wait, listening to us on the radio. Oh, boy. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he just had to do that one more time. And <laughs> I, I'm thinking that this is what's going to happen every time we do this. Anyway, until I tell him to stop. So, <laughs> so with that, we're going to sign off the way we always sign off. Bye from Tachi. And goodbye from Kevin. And remember, if you're watching it, we're talking about it on the radio. Oh, God. <laughs> Cheers. Bye.